friends, it's Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. Today we have an extra special episode for you guys. Leanne and I got to sit down with Graham and Chris from Two Star Podcast and chat all things Ross and Rachel from episodes 15, 16, and 17. Now, if you've ever heard any of our episodes that we've done with Two Star thus far, you know that we don't always just stick to the storyline. So get ready for a hilarious episode where we talk about Ross and Rachel, some parts of the other friends, and many other hilarious things that you're not going to want to miss. So without further ado, here's our interview. Uh, okay, so what what did you guys think about us like just combining all of the Ross and Rachel storyline over three episodes. It's sort of like a, a, a like a little marathon of a talk here. Mm, it's a good idea. I would have enjoyed more having the non Ross and Rachel <laughs> things to talk about <laughs> because I think uh, there's some really good bits. And we, Llewellyn and I totally know that we we were planning on that if you guys wanted to throw in, you know, any of the other pieces of the storylines that you really liked, like, obviously go for it. Um, but there's just so much that happens here with Ross and Rachel. Um, and it does easily bleed into the friends' storylines for a good portion of the episode because they're so obviously, you know, intricately involved in their relationship because they're just one group total. Um, but we just think that there's a lot of conversation around this topic when it comes to the show as a whole. I mm. mean, it like all pivots on this one, you know, were they pivot. on a break? Sorry, you said pivot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, what did I say? <laughs> oh, perfect. Can't wait to get to that episode. Um, okay. So we figured we'd just sort of have like a free for all chat um, we'll kind of loosely go from episode to episode just so we can keep some semblance of a storyline. Um, but then we'll just have at it like we normally do. So um, so episode 15 is kind of where everything starts, um, especially for this main storyline. And the, the beginning of it we really see is when Ross comes into the friend's apartment and he's got like a bouquet of flowers in his hand. He's looking for Rachel. He thinks she's already home from work. Um, and I just had to like think that in in today with the, the days of cell phones, Ross wouldn't already be at her place because Rachel probably would have just texted and been like, hey, I'm not home. Like, and I probably won't be home tonight. So this whole entire argument for you know, a play uh, like this type of situation just today wouldn't happen because Ross would have never just showed up unannounced to her place because more than likely he would either like be sharing her location or she would have told him like, hey, I'm not gonna be home or, you know, shipping emergency, call you later or whatever. I, I mean, so Ross would still have turned up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would have stopped him. I mean, I think so much of what happens wouldn't happen now. So, because had they had that argument, she could have then texted, sorry, I was cross, come back, and he'd have seen it. So, mm, Yeah, it, so true. It, it's very much of its time. I mean, later on, 
um, later on when they get stuck going skiing, they page him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, what on uh, what on earth was the point in pages? It's just so stupid. And uh, like a, made a you message really comes cool, through. Though. Message comes through of a number of somebody that wants you to call them. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have just to run what? off and say, "I need to, I need to call this person back," and it makes you look exciting. Right. And yeah, and I guess unless you had the number memorized, you wouldn't know who you were calling. Yeah. I mean, the example obviously is he—he he was like seven one seven. Where is that? He didn't know where it was. But even you know your group of friends or your coworkers or a job or things like that, you just have to. You were like forced to call people back that you maybe didn't even want to talk to, and you wouldn't know it until you were on the phone already. Do you think there were ever like? Um cold callers like double glazing salesmen um <laughs> that would would send messages for people that then would like to their pager mm. and then they would phone saying oh yeah i got i got your page what what is it is it important <laughs> and they're like oh hello hello sir um let me introduce myself uh my name is claude benchmark and uh I'm here today because you have won a competition for uh, 50% (laughs) off double glazing windows. Did that ever happen? Oh my God, I didn't even enter a competition. This is so exciting. (laughs) You know, that's such a great question. I, I feel like they would have, people would have been really smart to do that, but. Because it's cheaper, surely, than phoning people up. Yeah. To send a message to their pager. Mm-hmm. It was just like, well, how do you get, how did you used to get pager numbers? And I think that is the determination of whether they would have done something like that or not is was there companies that would sell beeper information in like large lists, you know? I, hmm. I yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. Okay. This is a million dollar marketing idea if we had a time machine. <laughs> that we need to go back to about 1991 with our mm-hmm. idea of of um, tricking people with pages into phoning yeah. us for us to try and sell them things. Yeah. Because once you've made the phone call, you think, oh, I might as well buy something then. Otherwise, this has been a waste of my time. Mm. And so back you... then, wasn't the person... I guess if it wasn't on cell phones, I feel like at one point it was whoever made the call was the one that got charged, right? Mm. Oh, definitely. Or was that a cell phone thing? I don't think that was a landline thing necessarily. I think it was a cell phone thing when it was like prepaid. Mm-hmm. When you I, had to d- pay I don't like know how things cent- work in America, but you <laughs> you pay if you make a telephone call. That's That's the deal here. Unless yeah. you unless you ask for reverse charges, is that a thing in America? Um, I think so, it can. I think it can be, but I, I I wouldn't know the first thing about setting that setting that up. Well, I was never allowed to do it because it was expensive. Mm. But if you needed to phone phone home, um, like ET, oh. you would um, <laughs> you would phone the operator and say. I'd like to make a reverse charge call to uh, oh. 01, 01483224809. Oh, 
which is the number you just, you of my house when I was little. So <laughs> Shall we call? If, <laughs> right if now. you have a time machine and you can go back in time to before mm-hmm. 2001, mm-hmm. you you can then now prank call me. <laughs> Do you remember and, any prank calls from around that time? <laughs> um, you might have solved a mystery now. From, from our friend... Um, Humphrey Rabbit House. He oh, okay. would just get very drunk, and because I didn't have a mobile phone number, <laughs> would phone my landline at two in the morning <laughs> to shout, What's up? <laughs> and my parents did not like that. <laughs> did they like it more than me? driving you home and demanding peanut butter and banana sandwiches um i th- well here's the thing in much the same way as my um my uh stepfather-in-law who's fallen off bikes several times making me look relatively <laughs> less clumsy and less accident prone the presence of humphrey rabbit house um in my circle of friends, made you seem relatively less awful. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. That's useful to know. So you, you say, well, I, you know, I think Graham is bad, but he's not, he's not, not as bad rabbit as house bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's why I'm still friends with Dan. <laughs> you just stand next to him and, and by comparison. Mm. Yeah. My uh, older brother had a pager. That was. It must have been like the next generation of pages because it could receive like SMS messages. It couldn't send them, mm. but it could receive a text message. But you had to phone up um, some call center somewhere, and they would write down what you said to them, and they would text it to his pager. Oh, and it would scroll through, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the the words would kind of move, you know, right to left across the screen. Yeah. So he'd still have like to I've call somebody that. back if it was urgent. But yeah. if it was just what's up, then uh, <laughs> <you> could... <laughs> he wouldn't have had to phone them back to hear them say that. Which made that a bit less annoying. Can you imagine receiving a pager at three in the morning thinking, <laughs> oh, my God, that's really... It's really urgent. Maybe somebody's in hospital, and um, yeah. and and you've you've got up and you've you phoned it, and, and it, it was Humphrey Rabbit House <laughs> just going, "What's up?" Especially I mean, it would be very funny. Said, Call me nine one one. I think that I think the act of having to return a call makes the prank even funnier. They're paying for you to <laughs> prank call them. Unless they reverse the charges. <laughs> ah, but you wouldn't accept reversing the charges, would you? Because you have the option. So mm. what what happens is is then you say, can I have, you know, make a reverse charge call to 01483 Yeah. Um, and then they, they call that. and they yeah. say, do you accept Right. They ask what your name is first, and then they you say, say, "Do you accept? <laughs> do you accept the call from <laughs> from Graham?" And he'd say, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
the I I don't I don't know if we can I don't know if we can do that anymore. I think the thing with cell phones that makes it hard is there's so much unlimited out there that you don't even think of the fact that if you're calling out, technically you're the one quote unquote paying for the charge and the one receiving the call, obviously you don't waste any minutes because there's so many, like I have an unlimited plan so I could make as many, you know, essentially calls as I wanted and it wouldn't have any effect on my monthly rate. I think I have 500 minutes, which is effectively unlimited because um, who am I going to call? Yeah, I don't think I've spent five. Who talks on the on phone, phone anymore in the last ten years? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's really usually, weird I just when people text. pay, and you think, "Why haven't you texted me?" Mm-hmm. It's intrusive. I don't want to. Talk my wife's to you. got my my wife's got friends who are in their forties, so they're just old enough to think it's acceptable to phone someone instead of texting them. When, of course, we all know that is not mm. just just text people, but they they still phone her up sometimes. She goes, she gets so angry, and then she has to be all friendly to them on the phone. It's really funny. And these, these are called friends. <laughs> they're friends, they're friends, but she doesn't like it when they ring. Well, no. Or interacting with them in any way. No, because no one wants, no, texting's fine. So just the idea of a phone call is unacceptable. Especially one that's unprompted. Oh, yeah. If it's not been in the calendar for a week, <laughs> I don't want to speak to somebody on the phone. <laughs> yes. I know. We've we've all sort of moved into that, definitely, for sure. Um, Have you... Okay, there's a slightly different thing now. Like, in WhatsApp and other things like that, hmm. rather than write somebody a message, you can record a voice message and then leave mm-hmm. it in the ch- what is the point in but that those that's just those people stupid. Are scum people who do that should have their phones confiscated <laughs> i do that all the time <laughs> oh no that's that is awful because i have to get my headphones out because i don't want to be in a if i'm in a public place i don't want to be that guy who's listening to voice notes on, <laughs> like, not on a bus obviously i'd never be on a bus but so no that's no dictate it and then text me the what you've said well, there are some times where I mostly dictate a lot, but then there's times where I feel like it just doesn't get it right. And I just need to say it really, like, I just need yeah. it to happen. I guess you have to try and figure out how many you's to put in. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's an intricate, it's an intricate detail. Um, no, but I, and I don't know what is exactly the line is, but the difference between a written text message where I'm physically, you know, typing it out with my thumbs, a dictated te- text message, and then a voice message that I just send via text. There's like a very fine line and I don't know what is the decision-making process. It just, there's just a certain time where it feels like, no, this one just needs to be dictated. It's probably length. And then Mm. another thing might be, hey, I have a lot of details to share, but one, I don't want to get on the phone with you. And two, I don't want to dictate it because by then it's also probably going to be like a novel of a message. Whereas this way, 
if you're at home, you can just press the play button and still do your daily business while listening to me talk. I don't know. Hmm. I have a I think, question. Um, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> Thanks, <Graham>. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's that important, is it? Is is the line between just texting and doing a, a voice message how drunk you are? No. Okay. That's never the I case. Think, <laughs> I think that in my past, I might think I'm I'm too drunk to be able to type. To text. So mm, yeah. I will just leave a very long rambling voice message. <laughs> I suppose I have done that in the past because people sensibly send me to voicemail. But that doesn't deter me because I'll talk at their voicemail for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially then, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. But I guess so. just outside of the context of a quick message as opposed to like a ah, voicemail. But they they would probably have to pay to retrieve their messages. So in a way, so Graham's I win. winning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Graham's always trying to get the leg up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, what, what do we think about back to just sort of the baseline here? Um, the very beginning. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you've missed an important point. Go for the, it. Because the, the episode really starts with Joey saying, right, how much would you give me to eat this jar of olives? <laughs> mm-hmm. And Monica says something like, um, I wouldn't give you anything. You'd owe me $2.50 or $2.99. Mm-hmm. And he says, deal, and starts eating it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wondered, have you ever lived with or been friends with people that would ridiculously challenge themselves to eat things for no reason? I have not, no. Okay. Because I guess I lived in a house once. What me? Yeah. Yeah, well well I lived in a house once where um somebody I think it started I was finishing off a little bit of ice cream in a two liter ice cream tub. Mm-hmm. And they said, Have you eaten that from the start? And I said no. And they said, Oh yeah, but you you probably couldn't eat two liters of ice cream in one sitting, could you? And I said, yeah, I definitely could. So we both went, we both went straight to the shop and, <laughs> and both bought two liters of ice cream and then just sat and ate it. And I was very cold afterwards. I had to wrap myself up in a duvet because <laughs> it had come fresh from the supermarket. So rather than be like standard home freezer temperature it come mm-hmm. out of like the minus 17 um freezers mm-hmm. so it, it kind of it, i was at a risk of hypothermia that <laughs> eating challenge so that's half a gallon oh my gosh it's a lot of a lot of ice cream it's quite a lot i yeah. ate a pound of marzipan because my now boss said i couldn't <laughs> but i could and now, uh, couldn't or marzipan- shouldn't he didn't Fred, shouldn't, you really shouldn't eat a pound of marzipan. If we'd been in the shop and I'd seen and I'd said, look, look at these massive blocks of marzipan. And he said, you shouldn't eat that. I would have agreed. <laughs> and I wouldn't have done it. But he said, I couldn't. And I said, I could. So he challenged me. And the bet was that he would pay for the marzipan if I could eat it all. Ah, uh, right. Uh, and I did. But 
marzipan's made from almonds and mm-hmm. almonds have got cyanide in them. So I had halfway through, I had to do some quick Googling to see what a lethal dose <laughs> of almond extract was. But I think it was it was like nine pounds or something. So I was safe. Um, Llewellyn, would you think that it's a safe estimate to say that maybe it's a it's a guy thing to accomplish these sort of food challenges? On account of it's really stupid. Because <laughs> I, I agree that does make it a guy thing. Yeah, right, I feel like okay. you would see more guys doing something like this, but I definitely think there's probably women out there that have been challenged by a guy. But I just and don't know said, any of them personally. No, I'm not doing that because I'm not an idiot. Well, <laughs> several days after I first ate two liters of ice cream in one sitting, um, a separate female friend felt um, left out that she had not eaten two liters of ice cream. So mm. arrived at the house with two two liters of ice cream on the basis that she wanted to eat two liters in one go and wanted company. <laughs> Oh, that's really oh sad. How far did she even get? I think she ate it all. She, she did? A whole gallon of ice cream? Yeah, uh, half a gallon. No, no, she, she. so two litres were for her and two litres were for somebody oh, to, I see. To, to join okay. in. So did somebody join in? Got it. Yeah, okay. I did it again. Oh, you did it did. again? Yeah. <laughs> I remember back in probably high school in college like what a pint of Ben and Jerry's was just sort of nothing. I could eat that all in one sitting. And now anytime I have a pint of ice cream, it, it takes me like three to five different seatings of eating ice cream in order to finish the entire pint. And I look at it every time and think I used to finish one of these in like a sitting and I and I don't understand how I can't do that anymore. <laughs> so I uh, I visited a friend. Um, he lived in London, and I was working down there. So I went to visit him. He was an old school friend of ours, and uh, he sent his wife out to buy us some Ben and Jerry's. And they came back with these yeah five hundred mil tubs, which I guess is just under a pint. Mm. And I got halfway through mine. And I, I said, mm, that's 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 a lot, isn't it? I think I'm think I'm done now. That's, I used to be able to eat a whole one of these, but that's too much. And I turned around, and he was just licking the tub out. <laughs> he'd done the whole lot in the time it takes me to be half of it. <laughs> you guys have got really good Ben and Jerry's flavors. We get we get some good ones, like we get fish food and Cherry Garcia sometimes. But I think you, okay. you have like hundreds of them. Yeah, my favorite is Chunky Monkey. Oh, yeah. is that uh, caramel and banana pieces or something? So it's banana flavored ice cream with chunks of walnuts and chocolate. Mm. I think we used to get that. I don't think we get that anymore. Okay. You go to the shop, it's either cookie dough, baked Alaska or fish food. And that's that seems to be about it. About it. Okay. Yeah, it's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, well, you you probably have then your own brands. No, we just have we just have um, really bad ranges of junk food. Oh, just okay. In general, like, the supermarkets now will have a, an American aisle, and it's all the exciting flavors of pop tarts and <laughs> stuff like that that we don't get. And I'm going to Florida next year, and I fully intend to go to a supermarket and just buy loads of that sort of stuff and. 
and load bring up it the back. fridge in the villa we're staying in. No, yeah. I'm going to eat it while I'm there. Just eat it there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to eat like an absolute slob for two weeks. <laughs> I think you can tell what a country thinks about your country when you go down their aisle in the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. All the things that are they, in there. The British aisle is just, I bet for you guys, it's really exciting and exotic. For us, it would just be depressing. Depressing. It would be Marmite, tea bags, <laughs> and Branson pickle. What is in the. So is there are there British Isles in supermarkets near you? No, I think the no. only designated aisles we typically have would be like Asian food aisles. Okay. I don't I don't we don't have like a designated British space. No, it's usually just like one aisle and it's every other country. World like foods. Mexican Asian, yeah. That's what they you call it, World Foods. You can't put HP sauce in World Foods. That's not... I mean, you, I mean, you could. You, but you shouldn't. What is HP sauce? So it's like ketchup, but okay. it's brown and it tastes of vinegar. It's short for um, Houses of Parliament sauce. Well, hang on, is that a, is that a urban myth? Uh, isn't, the, isn't the Houses of Parliament on the label? Yes, but I think okay. that just fuels the myth. <laughs> so you think that they they wanted to um, they wanted to add to the conspiracy that, yeah, that no, they were linked I, to the Houses of Parliament? Yeah, I've just googled it. It is Houses of Parliament. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's more interesting <laughs> if it's a myth. But yeah, it's kind of uh, it's yeah, it's sort of brown ketchup. It's weird. It's sort of spicy. It is bit, made by Heinz. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay. Tomato blaze, malt, vinegar, and uh, spirit vinegar, sugars, dates, corn flour, spices, salt, tamarind. Oh, interesting. Yeah. My wife prefers it to ketchup, um, but I prefer ketchup on chips or like a bacon sandwich. But as soon as you bring a sausage into it, HP sauce is better. HP. Okay. That's that's the rule I live by. I think it's that there's a bit of a north-south divide as well. Yeah, that's true. So north- weirdly, northerners further yeah. away from the Houses of Parliament like it, it more. Because it makes them dream. It's aspirational. <laughs> the one we also have a brand of sauce called of Daddy's Sauce. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's God. such a horrible name. That's yeah. a terrible oh, name. Oh, I'd like some of Daddy's Sauce. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> it's um, in the UK version of Cards Against Humanity, it's actually an, it's actually one of the answers is Daddy's Brown Sauce, and it goes <laughs> oh so many. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's funny. It's terrible. Um. Yeah. So, no, I have never lived in a group of people who would do. Like those kinds I, of food challenges. I have another story that the same the same person that first ate two liters of ice cream with me, that we were sat watching football one day and he'd got a big bag of satsumas or clementines, but like small oranges. Mm-hmm. And it was probably probably a two kilo net bag of these oranges. And he'd eaten about four or five. And he, he said, I, I really like these oranges. I could probably eat them all. Do you think do you think I could eat all of these oranges? And we said, well, 
well, well, maybe, but we don't think you should. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, well, well why not? I think, well, John, if you eat all of those oranges, you, you, you are probably going to shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh. And I think because of that, he stopped about halfway through eating a whole bag of oranges. And then he didn't stop straight away. And that taught him a lesson. Did you say scurvy? Yeah, he caught scurvy because he didn't eat enough of them. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> the, uh, when, okay, so when Ross is, when Ross goes to Rachel's work and he, um, are we finished with the British Isle of the supermarket? Because we don't um, have one. Well, why not? Uh, we, we've been told <laughs> we've been told that that you have a special relationship with with Britain. We left the European Union on the basis that all Americans loved all of the stuff about Britain, and you buy only, it all from us if we weren't part of the EU. Is jammed to the US. <laughs> <laughs> and and now we find out that you don't even stock every British thing in all your supermarkets. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do have a special relationship. I think it, it dates kind of way back. Food. I mean, we left at one point, so I'm not sure that we're going to give a whole aisle. <laughs> they left to get away from daddy's brown sauce. <laughs> I mean, how, but uh, like you must have an Italian. You literally left your country. <laughs> the, the problem is that we only have four foods, so <laughs> it's quite a uh, it's quite a limited selection. Four foods. I'll have right, to. I've got, I've got a question. Yeah. What would you put in a British aisle? And I think I think it would be unfair for Graham to go first. He's got an advantage. So I think I think I'd like you two to pitch what you would put in a British aisle of an American supermarket and um, we mm. can then say whether you're correct and what else <laughs> you've missed. Okay, okay, okay. I'm trying to pull from just a little bit of time that I was in London, <laughs> which is not really finding very good. Did the cops give you any British food when you were uh, when they <laughs> when I had my little? Uh, no, yeah. it was just a quick drive to my uh, destination. <laughs> they could have made you a cup of tea, couldn't they? They could have. Um, uh, don't give them any hints, Graham. That's not on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think like one one of the things that I loved was. Um, Oh gosh, I can't even remember what it is now. Honestly, I liked it so much, but like I would stop by, we would stop by like a little cafe and we'd get obviously like afternoon tea, but we'd get with like, um, what is it? It's like curd, like biscuits and curd or, um, crump. I think you have, um, stumbled upon the correct answer. It's uh, (laughs) a cream tea and it's, uh, what we call a scone. With clotted cream and jam, is that cottage? Yes, it was so yeah. good. That is that's our best. That's our that's best. The best that's the best. <laughs> that's the yeah. best offering. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, I'm going to start calling it biscuits and curd because. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um. Yeah, I mean, what else? I mean, all that I all that I know that you're, I think that you're known for are things that like. I mean, is it obviously like fish and chips is like a thing, but like you'd have fish and like with the other fish, like it wouldn't be in a British Isle. You know what I mean? It's like fish yeah, and chips just, aren't, isn't like just have the fish and Wellington? chips already made. Could you? No, <laughs> no, it'd be soggy breaded fish. Probably. Aren't you guys known for like beef Wellington too? Or kidney. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Steak and kidney pie. Maybe. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, you could have some pucker pies. We actually sell pies in tins, which actually, oh, to an American probably just sounds like quite a normal thing, but to us it's absolutely revolting. <laughs> I seem to remember that in America you can get like a whole roast chicken in a chicken in a can. So, you're, you know, you're probably right. I don't think I've ever seen it, but yeah, I think you're right. Um. Uh, I don't know, Llewellyn. Do you do you have anything? I I think you know more about Britain than I do. Well, all I ever associate is <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a loose. <laughs> well, you've been there. I've not been there. What about? Uh, aren't you? You guys have like a a a different type of kind of like an elaborated breakfast, don't you? Like, yeah. isn't doesn't your breakfast come with like beans? Oh, you've like you've, a full you've breakfast into the, the the magic answer. This is a rich yeah. scene of content. Yeah, so the full English breakfast is correct. Okay, yeah. and you said like beans with, with cream breakfast, tea like that pudding. was a weird thing. But but well, baked beans is in America. Is, it's a little weird. We don't, yeah, we don't have beans with breakfast. Well, you're missing a trick because they're brilliant. Yeah. So I think they come in a very loose ketchup. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On um, our podcast, we've uh, spent quite a lot of time talking about the concept of the full English breakfast. Mm. And uh, I think we we arrived at there's there's three key ingredients that it has to have, plus two of the sort of the B list, the range of options. So it has to have eggs in either fried or scrambled. Okay. It has to have bacon and it has to have sausages. And then you can pick at least two from the other list, which will be baked beans, fried tomatoes, mushrooms, uh, hash browns. You can, if you're feeling really fancy, you can have two different types of eggs. So you could have fried and scrambled. Mm. Uh, and then black pudding, which do you know what that is? No. No. So it's sort of congealed pig's blood, but made into a kind of sausage. 
which is really disgusting, but it tastes <laughs> quite nice. And it sometimes has like um, little white things in it, which nobody knows what they are, and everyone's too afraid to ask. So it's really just like fat. a molded blood. Yeah, it's like a yeah, yes, yeah, like a sort of cake of of dried blood. It's like how, yeah. uh, like you know the cranberry. Um, cans of the cranberry that come out at yeah, yeah like that's yeah. what i'm thinking of it's like just yeah, it's, molded it's like gelatiny and more solid it's mm. it's like a really dark sausage mm. huh. really it's lovely okay so that i think hash, british isle i think your the 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 first three are are also staples within like an american breakfast and I yeah. think hash browns is the only other thing that you mentioned in this secondary pile that would also be within the fur. I mean, there's some sort of hash brown that mm. is usually included in like an American breakfast plate. All the other yeah. things are, according to us, like unique to your breakfast. Mm. Like yeah. the the... The fried tomato, the baked beans, the congealed pig's blood, and you mentioned something else, or maybe the other thing was the hash browns. But hmm. but the baked bean is a uh, is very versatile. You can have it on toast. You can have it as part mm-hmm. of a, a cooked breakfast. You can eat it cold from a can. Uh, you can have it on a jacket potato with cheese and beans. I think it's a it's a wonderful thing. That it's, that. One, of, it's one of the only seven foods available to a vegan. <laughs> I think if I if I was going to create a a wondrous British aisle in an American supermarket, mm-hmm. one side of it would just be different kinds of baked bean. So. <laughs> When I in in Italian supermarkets, even small ones, they will have maybe two rows that are dedicated to every different kind of pasta. Mm-hmm. And most supermarkets will stock about four or five, as a minimum, different brands. So you'll have the same style of pasta, but five different options. Sure, it's just absolutely bonkers how much space they give to it. Yeah. So in my British Isle in this American supermarket, mm-hmm. one whole side is just different kinds of baked beans. I'm going to have Heinz baked beans, Branston baked beans, which are the best. Um, that might be the only two varieties that I would <laughs> stock. But I would stock. I'd stock loads of them. What about the beans and, with little sausages in? Yeah, the beans with little sausages. I think you'd have them, and you could also have them as a as a vegan vegan sausages in baked beans, mm-hmm. um, and then all the different sizes: small cans, big cans, four packs. Have you seen the fridge pots? Uh, I have seen the fridge pots. I don't approve because I I think like a whole can is the amount of beans I want. I don't want. Ah, but you don't have children. Amount. No, I don't have children, so I can have all the beans I want. Mm. <laughs> Um, the other side of my aisle, I'm going to have HP sauce. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to have daddy's sauce. <laughs> I'm going to have daddy's brown sauce and daddy's red sauce. And then I'm going to have Worcester sauce. Or, uh, as you may know it, Worcestershire sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I'm going to have biscuits and curd. Mm. <laughs> you pudding. Just all the different kinds of biscuits and curd that you can have. What about crumpets? Oh, crumpets, crumpets. are terrific. Yeah, crumpets are good. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's actually on the one thing that we could not find when we were there. Oh, wow. And mind Where you, it, looking? well, it's Where? not like we were going out of our way, but anytime we came across a, like a cafe, it would always be like your guys's oh, scones. Yeah. It, it'd always be scones. Yeah. No, I think crumpets are a, a make it a home treat. Okay. Crumpets are crumpets are but but crumpets as we know them are quite difficult to create. So commercially mm. they're made by um by forcing pressurized carbon dioxide through like a pancake batter as it cooks. Which is not the Which is why way. those little like holes um, come out. Yeah, yeah. So you can make crumpets more traditionally without um pressurized carbon dioxide being forced through um, through pancake batter as it cooks, but that's not something you have available in the home. Mm-hmm, right. So I don't know what it would. I don't know what a homemade crumpet would look like. I think it would be quite a lot like a pancake. Um. Okay. What is the difference between that and an English muffin? Is it probably? A I don't lot? think. I don't think we have English muffins in this country. Okay. I'm not sure we do have English muffins. No, just have muffins. I think the closest we would get is a McDonald's egg McMuffin. Yeah. I think that's that's what <laughs> Americans call an English muffin, I think. But I've never encountered I think you're one right. in the wild. Okay. I've only ever been in a McDonald's <laughs> McMuffin. Okay, one other thing that I remember I'm like I was I've been racking my brain. Clotted cream. That's Yeah, that is great. You have it's that with biscuits so, and curd, don't you? Yes, yes. Well, no, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I sometimes will buy a pack of scones and a pack of, and a, like a little pot of clotted cream. Mm-hmm. And the way it works is you always run out of scones before you finish the clotted cream. <laughs> so then you have to buy more scones. But then you finish but the clotted then... cream when you've still got scones left. Right, And right. it's just a never-ending cycle. I'm into my seventh year of this. <laughs> it's the same with bagels and cream cheese. Yeah, yeah. For us. Yeah. Yeah, just, it's it's the ro- the rotation's always off. I think I've figured out that in about 2026 they should coincide and I'll them <laughs> on the same day and then I can I can finally You can stop buying them. <laughs> yeah, cuz I hate it. It's disgusting. Do you think that will be the end of the world like with the with the oh, Aztec calendar so. in 2012? Oh, that'd be mm. amazing, yeah. There'll be the singularity misery. where you yeah. Where you run out of scones and clotted cream, and the world will end. The problem is, I'm forecasting I'm going to run it, run out of jam the week before. Oh, no. <laughs> to, so to get all three at the same yeah. time. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's impossible. I would never take on a project of that <laughs> that size. Yeah, um, but that was probably my favorite thing. Like a good Earl Grey and. A scone with with clotted cream and some sort of 
you know, curd or jam or whatever. It was so good. Chris's uh, next door neighbor is grooming him by feeding him cotter cream that is only very slightly out of date. Nobody's <laughs> ever given me clotted cream. I think it's it's cream that has started to clot because. Oh, I see. I thought it was. I thought it was meant to be clotted. No, I don't think it is. Oh right, okay. They're just a tr- trying to get rid of their supply. They've run well, out of. They know that I don't like waste, and so. Mm. Uh, when I drop off their dog that I've borrowed to go on a dog walk, they will say, um, do you like, do you like cream? And obviously the answer is, yeah, I like cream. It's quite nice. <laughs> and, and they'll say, oh, well, um, I couldn't eat all this cream and I'm not going to eat it because I, I'm not willing to risk my health for out of day cream. <laughs> 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 Would you like it? And obviously, I would like it, so I mm. bring it home. <laughs> yeah. But one day he's going to call in that favour. Well, I think maybe the favour is that I walk the dog. Oh, I see. Well, then that's a, that's bad payment. I mean, now I think <laughs> yeah. about it, he does. He has. I mean, he he has plied me with more things. I'm I'm drinking cider now that he he bought for me. Found. Yeah, well, it was for my it was for my birthday. It's a birthday present, but that's kind of grooming, isn't it? Birthday cider. I for 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 the Americans, it's hard cider. Oh yeah, yeah your cider which, is yeah. you give your cider to children, don't you? Yeah, so there's like cider that we make from apples that comes out pretty much every fall, and then there's hard cider, which is alcoholic cider. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only so when you say the have. cider you make from apples that that happens every fall, mm-hmm. that's that's apple juice. Uh, it's the juice of apples, isn't it? It is, but there's more in there, and I couldn't tell you what the more is, but it's definitely not the same as apple juice. Well, if yeah. it's not it's fermented, then it's not cider. <laughs> I think the Chris is a purist. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think the, I think the rest of the world will call apple juice apple juice and cider cider i think it's only america that says oh no we're gonna call apple juice cider and we're gonna call cider hard cider yeah well yeah i don't mind we call i don't mind it it's just odd isn't it yeah the description between the the description uh, that think... between the two that we've determined, according to, I guess, Massachusetts Department of Agriculture, is that cider is raw apple juice that hasn't under, undergone any like filtration process to remove any of the pulp or sediment or anything, where apple juice undergoes filtration to remove the pulp and is then pasteurized to extend like its shelf life. So I guess it is all just apples. It's just the difference between filtered and unfiltered. So I guess this is the difference between our clear apple juice and our cloudy apple juice. Oh, okay. Cloudy apple it. juice would probably get exactly. get pasteurized as well. But then we get fresh clear cider and cloudy cider. Yeah. So that's confusing. And you can get pear cider. That's called Perry. Stupid name, isn't it? Wait, so well, it's only, <laughs> it's, it's, only <laughs> it's only Perry if from a very specific kind of pear oh is it yeah is that like champagne 
Like real champagne only comes from France. Only comes from the Perry region of Cornwall. Uh, yeah, it's maybe it is like um, champagne. I don't know. And I don't know that I care at all, but I do know <laughs> that it's a thing. Okay. I don't want yeah. it to make out like a, I, I care about what things are called. You're like staking um, your claim. The, the, the technicality of it. I don't want to come across as a as a pedant. But um, it's things that that if you are a maker of Perry, you would get very upset about. Mm. But I'm not a maker of Perry. Right. So I don't mind. Yeah. That's my legal disclaimer. I have I have no association with any <laughs> pear growers. All right, friends, how awesome was that episode? Graham and Chris are hilarious, and we love chatting with them when we get a chance. So we know that we didn't talk a ton about Ross and Rachel and the we were on a break situation. But don't worry, because we have much more content with Two Star about this topic and many other hilarious things. So you don't want to miss next week's episode. So we will catch you guys then on the One With Friends podcast. <laughs> <laughs>